0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Courageous Leaders podcast. The purpose of our podcast is to inspire leaders to access their courage and be the leader they want to be. And to be able to do this with support and knowing they are very unlikely to be alone in what they are experiencing. And the main thing is to hope you leave here feeling inspired because that is why we set up the podcast in the first place. To realise you're not on your own, to normalise and humanise leadership and to make it so it's not lonely at the top that you realize that the thoughts or worries or doubts that you may have, others have them too. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Courageous Leaders podcast. I love the feedback we get from people when they say that moment they listen and it's like, oh, it's not just me that's going through this, which is why it's so important that we share the stories we do and also why we've started myself now having more solo episodes to kind of really dig into some of the things we talk about to help to give some strategies and a bit more context around how it could help you as a leader. What I'm going to focus on today is something that has been hugely in my life and within my relationship and what I see from many, many leaders I work with. And that is perfectionism. And how can we start to actually embrace the imperfect? But let's just start kind of what is perfectionism first. So it's a personality trait that's characterized by a relentless pursuit of flawless standards, often accompanied by critical self-evaluations and a fear of making mistakes. And the problem is we've got to start by acknowledging that we live in a world that actually glorifies perfection. If it's in our careers, our relationships or our personal pursuits, the pressure to be flawless can be overwhelming the pressure to get it right, to be the best, to get the promotion. It can be a lot of pressure to achieve those things. And I work with many companies who say we embrace the imperfect and we allow people to make mistakes when they actually don't and they are actually encouraging a perfectionist culture, maybe without even realizing it. And maybe that's because of the culture they've come from. But starting to really think about now embracing the imperfect and allowing these mistakes to happen, we are so inspired by reading Rules, No Rules by Reed, the founder of Netflix. There's a huge chapter in there talking about allowing people to make these mistakes, which has just given them the head start of so many of their competitors of innovation and how they handle this imperfect culture to allow their superstars to shine and embrace it. So that's why I wanted to kind of dig into this today because it's still around so much and I don't think we've really thought about how to start letting go of it because when you can let go of it, man, it's freeing. It's a process. It's not an overnight thing. And I would still say personally, I'm still working through it. I'm a lot better than I used to be. My husband's currently going on the same journey. He's trying. He has a few more setbacks, but this Perfectionism belief that we need to get everything right can be absolutely crippling and keep you stuck and actually stop you from becoming the person you want to be and from living your dream. The thing is though, what's so difficult is it can be a double edged sword. On one hand, this perfectionism kind of high standards can help to drive you. It can help to achieve great things, to push yourself to want to be the best. So it can be a positive driver if used well. But on the other hand, this relentless pursuit of perfection can come at a cost. Huge cost to our mental health, our relationships and our overall well-being. And hugely can ignite our fears of not being enough and not belonging and not being worthy if we don't get things perfect. If you're listening to this and you're going, oh my, yep, I am so a perfectionist. It's also quite good to think about where maybe it came from. So, someone I'm very close to, their father is extreme perfectionism. Part of their job was to get things perfect. And that then led to all the children having that same trait because that's the expectation, the standard that was brought into the home. So, it's very difficult for that to be broken. It's possible, but when it's ingrained so hard, especially from a parent, it can be really challenging. I was brought up, my dad was a chef he would spend hours decorating a whole salmon with cucumber because it needed to look picture perfect and it needed to not just look good, it had to taste good as well. So being brought up in that environment, and I worked for him for about seven years in the kitchen, having those very, very high standards of the food that went out. Now, there's nothing wrong with saying you want good food to go out, but the level of perfection and the level of stress I saw that caused in him wasn't sustainable and it wasn't healthy. So what are some of the patterns? If you're sitting there going, am I a perfectionist? I'm not sure. What are some of the things you can recognize to know if you have some perfectionism traits? One is about setting high standards. But it's setting these high standards that are actually unrealistic, they're unattainable. So I remember my mentor said to me, perfectionists actually don't have any standards because they set them so high they're not possible that that actually means they don't have any. That blew my mind for a bit, but there's a real truth in there. It's how can you have high standards if the standard you've got you can't even reach? So you're never going to set yourself up for success. Now, my husband has incredibly high standards, and he's a fantastically talented artist. But he has set this standard for himself that he's going to deliver the perfect piece of art that he can see in his mind first time. He can't quite bear the idea of trying to do this piece of art and to look at it and it's not what he envisages in his head. So what that is then causing another trait of perfectionism is procrastination. But staying on standards for the minute, check in with your standards. Are they actually attainable and possible to do? Have you got any chance? (laughs) So We'll talk about more how to let go of them, but just start first. All, recognize the standards that you're trying to do. And then if you're leading a team, are these standards even possible for your team? And then what could be the impact to them? Another one to notice is, and I'm going to do a separate episode on this because it's a big topic, is control patterns. Being a perfectionist is also about having control. And I remember when someone saying to me, he's like, Joe, when you learn to let go of control, that's when your creativity and everything will become so much freer. I'll be able to ideate and be able to express myself more. Because so the way that I was doing perfection, it was control, because it kept me safe. So I was looking for so much certainty before I would take any action that I wanted to do. So one of the things it took me two years to post on LinkedIn. Because I wanted the control and I was to set a way too high a standard for it to be perfect first time around. So this control of, you know, controlling what people's comments would be and controlling everything, the creativity, the copy, the time of day. But recognizing the things I was trying to control were actually out of my control. So it just again caused me to procrastinate and took these two years to actually get any message out there. Another one that's a real sign is having a fear of failure. And this fear of failure again leads to procrastination. As I'm saying this out loud, I'm saying all of these traits lead to procrastination. If you're sitting here wondering why you procrastinate, you might get some insights from what I'm talking about now. Now, the fear of failure is also a fixed mindset. And this fear of failure, again, links hugely into what my husband's going through, is expecting this piece of art to be perfect when it comes out. Because that fear of failure and seeing something that isn't what he sees would be heartbreaking and really hard to overcome. And also in terms of his identity and how he sees himself is huge. But this fear of failure, fear of getting it wrong, is a really big trait of perfectionism. And thinking about how many things have you not done because of this fear. You then look, what the cost though here is that you can end up having very strained relationships and frustration. So you'll see my husband will get frustrated with me because I'm not posting things or not doing things that he knows that he can see I'm fully capable of doing. And then my frustration with him, knowing he's a great artist, but isn't doing it because his standards are too high, he's trying to control it and he's got fear of it failing. We have a wonderful marriage, don't get me wrong, <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> but it's just thinking it can strain a relationships and it can cause some misunderstanding. To understand, well, why aren't you doing it? Why is this stopping you? And to get inside the person's head of what is causing them not to deliver. What you know is something they want more than anything. And this can really help you see within your team. If you're seeing these standards, this control, this fear of failure within your team, get curious about any perfectionism traits. Get curious about the expectations they put on themselves and how realistic it is and where those expectations came from. Another thing to get curious on, I see this a lot, is an overemphasis on external validation. So perfectionists often seek external validation and approval from others. They tie their self-worth to achieving flawless results and constantly seek recognition for their accomplishments. This external validation, i linking it myself here, I haven't got this from a study or anything, this is my own beliefs from coaching lots of leaders, is linking this needing of self-worth to perfection. Because if you haven't got high self-worth, the perfectionism can keep you safe and stop you taking action and put you back in that fixed mindset. So you may see this within your team, that is the perfectionism in them, that is stopping them lean into risk, lean into conflict or leaning into challenging the status quo because they want it to be perfect. And also if they're seeking that external validation, they don't Feel strong enough within themselves in their own internal world to say they're good enough is only going to heighten that perfectionism even further. So one of the things I will do as someone who I see this is we focus a lot on building the internal world and letting go. Where do you start then on this letting go? Where do you start in kind of releasing some of this perfectionism to let you be freer and express So the first is acknowledging your perfectionism traits, like which ones are yours? You know, control is a big one. My husband's is setting high standards and fear of failure. So acknowledge them. Another one I realized I definitely had is I was always trying to make the perfect decision. And then I realized there's no such thing as a perfect decision. (laughs) It's not possible. So I was trying to do something that wasn't even achievable, which is the high standard. And then I could see the cost to my team from doing that, the cost to people I've worked with. There's there's so many things, that ideas I had when I first started this business that I didn't do straight away because I was trying to make the perfect decision of what I should do. So I've acknowledged that now and I can now let it go. And even acknowledging that actually no decision is still a decision. And I didn't like that about myself. So being able to now let this go and focusing on, hang on, is the control coming back? Am I standards too high? And I can recognize when I go into that zone now which then helps you to kind of challenge those unrealistic standards. My husband, he knows it is actually impossible for him to completely produce the piece of art that he sees in his head. So he's starting to challenge his standard and he's starting to embrace experimentation, asking for help, getting other people's opinions. He went to see a gallery owner the other day and asked them, what do you think I'd like to know? Yes, that's the external validation. It's also kind of building his confidence to let go. So, starting to challenge your unrealistic standards is really important. Then, celebrate your progress, not just your results. We sometimes focus too much on what the result's going to be. So, if I'm putting on an event, if I focus too much on how many tickets I sell, and say I want to sell a hundred and I only sell fifty, then I'm going to feel like I failed. Whereas, if I focus on the sp- Progress that I've sold 50 tickets. This is incredible. This is amazing. And that would be, say, maybe double in the first year that I did the event. And you can see the progress it's grown. It's selling more. That's when you focus on the progress, not just the results. And you recognize you've got to start somewhere and building up these like nice little milestones to go, right, I did post on LinkedIn. I did it. I didn't get trolled. It was a great relief. I can't tell you how many times I checked LinkedIn that day to see if I was but to celebrate the progress that I did put a post up. Also, even recording this podcast right now, I definitely wanted to try and control this. I definitely wanted to try and make this perfect. I was trying to set my standards way too high. I was comparing myself to people who'd been doing it for like 10 years and I was focusing too much on thinking about how many downloads, will anyone like this? Versus I'm sitting here now talking to you. This isn't my natural. If anyone heard you, I talked about the quiet leader in my first episode, talking. I'm a much stronger listener than I am a talker, but I am hugely celebrating that I am actually now standing here behind a microphone sharing this information because it's important to me to help leaders be the best they can. So I'm celebrating the progress of doing this versus going to count the amount of downloads, count how much people liked it, didn't like it. I'm just going to celebrate that I got off my ass and did it. I took the action. So keep remembering to celebrate that progress. And then do embrace the mistakes. I again tried to make everything perfect. And it was when I read Carol Dweck's mindset book that changed everything because I want to be someone in a growth mindset. And that was probably one of the quickest ways to let go of perfectionism is to go, well, I don't want to be someone with a fixed mindset. I want to be a growth mindset. So I need to let go of perfectionism. It has to go. And I know you'll notice on some of these episode recordings, I sometimes say my words slightly wrong or I go off track a little bit. So I'm just going to embrace those mistakes. I could sit here and re-record this 10, 12 times. I'm not going to because I know I'll be trying to reach a standard that's not attainable for me yet. I've just started doing solo podcast episodes. I know they'll get better. If I listen to the ones I did with guests right at the beginning, I listen. I have to cringe sometimes where I know I love doing them now and they're just easy for me. I know the quality is so much better. And I know if you stick with me with these solo episodes, these are going to get better. But I'm just going to embrace it. I'm going to celebrate that I'm doing it and have self-compassion instead of self-criticism. I'm just going to be kind to myself, say nice, kind things rather than keep criticizing. Oh, you should have done this. You shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have gone off here. And this is what then leads you to experiment. Experiment with imperfection. Just give it a go and realise that you're not gonna blow up in flames. Like I know I just listened back to my first episode and I said one word wrong. And it was one word and I could have my old Joe would have re-recorded. But I was just like, do you know what? It is imperfect, but people know me, they know who I am, what I'm about, and if they don't like that and they choose not to listen to me because of that, well, so be it. That's it. But I'm just going to embrace the imperfect and be okay with it. So I will let go of social post that might have a tiny spelling mistake in it. I'll let go of a slide in the deck if it's not perfectly designed, but I need to get it done and move forward. I can now embrace those things to make sure I'm prioritizing where my effort needs to go and what are the most important things that need to be right. And it's a lovely... To finish with like a lovely story, my dad, is unfortunately, my dad passed when I was 18, but it's, it's lovely to be able to share some of my memories with you. As I said, he used to put this salmon on the cucumber, and it used to look so beautiful. And he made all these desserts, and they looked stunning. But the problem was, people there thought he'd bought them, because they didn't look homemade. So my dad, who had perfectionism, had to make the dessert look imperfect, So people believed he made them (laughs) and that was just such a beautiful experiment he had to do for himself was to allow them to be a bit messy so that people believed they were homemade. So that was a lovely thing to watch, actually embracing that imperfection gave much more authenticity to what he was creating. As I said, this all comes with time, especially if it's been something ingrained in you for a long time. So be patient with yourself and celebrate the wins where you have let go because the letting go... As I said, I've still got traits, but majority of them I can let go now. And it is incredibly relaxing, calming, and just feels more human, to be honest with you today. So as I wrap this up, let's remember that embracing imperfection is not a sign of weakness, but a courageous acknowledgement of our humanity. It's about finding beauty in the flaws, resilience in the setbacks, and the joy in the process. It can actually be joyful when you just go, oh, well, that's not perfect, but everyone's okay. If you've enjoyed today's discussion, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review and share with those who might benefit. It really helps us to keep this podcast going and get the guests that we want. And we want to take the guests to a whole new level for you. So the more reviews and subscribes and ratings we have, it makes a huge difference. So I'd massively appreciate it. But until next time, please embrace your imperfection and remember it's okay not to be perfect. I'll see you in next week's episode huge thank you to you for listening to the Courageous Leaders Club. I'd love to know if anything from today's conversation resonated with you and what your key takeaway is. Will you do anything differently? Have you learned something you'll take forward in your own leadership? Do take a moment to connect with us on LinkedIn, where you can share your thoughts. You can connect personally with me at my email, joanna.hounds at thechangecreators.com. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. This will really help us grow our podcast and reach and help as many people as possible. If you can think of someone who will benefit from listening to this podcast, please do share it with them. Finally, for those of you who are seeking to take action today, you can book a free strategy call with me and together we can produce an action plan to implement into your leadership and business. You can head to the link in the show notes to book now. Thank you so much again for listening and I'll meet again on the next episode of the Courageous Leaders Club.